Hello, everyone. Warm welcome to episode 42 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bart. Today, we are going to talk about a fundamental part of any relationship, a part that definitely challenges the grumpy girlfriend brain on a daily basis, a part that, in my opinion, is often very misunderstood. You guessed it, we're diving headfirst into trust this week. My hope for this episode is to start shifting the way that you think about trust, who benefits from it, what it guarantees and what it doesn't, when to trust and when not to, and what happens after trust has been broken. The way that most people today seem to view trust is as some kind of a guarantee. It's kind of like an insurance. I invest trust in you, therefore you never lie or betray me. This is made pretty clear in a lot of like dramatic movie scenes when someone has been lied to or cheated on and they stand in the rain screaming at their partner, but I trusted you as if that is at all relevant. (laughs) The truth is that your trust doesn't guarantee a damn thing. It has zero power to control your partner and what they choose to do or not do. Using your trust kind of against a person that you have trusted who betrayed you, it's like standing in the rain in that dramatic movie scene, screaming, But I ate my vegetables for you! It's it's just irrelevant. Why? Because choosing to feel trust is something that you do for yourself. Trust is a gift that you give yourself in order to enhance the experience that you have of your relationship. So using it against the other person if they lie or cheat just makes no sense. Just like eating healthy, moving your body, taking care of your hygiene, and pampering yourself is for you, not something you do at another person. The reason this common misconception about trust is so destructive is because as long as we think of trust as a guarantee or some kind of a manipulation tool that can prevent our partners from doing what they want to do, (laughs) it completely destroys us when that is proven wrong. When we have chosen trust, thinking that it is a guarantee of some sort, and then we're still lied to or cheated on, that cognitive dissonance in your brain is painful as hell. And when your brain doesn't understand something and reality doesn't match your perception of reality, your brain will do whatever it can to come up with a logical explanation to how this could happen. Sadly, more often than not, the explanation becomes, I should not have trusted in the first place that you were the one who did something wrong for choosing trust, or that 
you chose trust, which of course, as we know, is a guarantee, and your partner still managed to cheat or lie, that must mean that there is something seriously wrong with you. Your partner was able to override the guarantee because you're somehow shitty enough to make that possible. (laughs) I know for a fact that a lot of you listening have been lied to and have maybe been cheated on in the past. I know you have made up a story about what that means in order to explain why it happened and how it could happen. Some of you might understand that it was the person who lied who is responsible for their actions. But I won't be surprised if the grumpy, insecure part of your brain is making up a story about your mistake of trusting this person. It's kind of like eating vegetables and living a healthy life in order to just have a longer and more enjoyable life overall, and then getting hit by a truck. We don't make that mean that we shouldn't have tried to be healthy. (laughs) We don't make that mean that we did something wrong leading up to this event that was not in our control. So you guys know that I'm a big fan of the logic behind these concepts. That's what made me fall in love with this way of viewing the world and relationships. There's always logic to back it up. It's not just something that we need to blindly believe in, even though it makes zero sense. (laughs) So if we start by breaking trust down to exactly what it is, we end up with an emotion, right? Trust is an emotion that we feel and experience inside of our bodies. We can feel trust towards our partners, we can feel trust about our own memories, and we can feel trust that the roller coaster won't let go of us while we are upside down in some kind of loop. So where does trust come from? Well, the same place all other emotions come from, our thoughts. If we trust something or someone, it is because we have made a decision to trust it. Maybe for a lot of things in your life, that decision was subconscious, but your your brain still made it. We are choosing trusting thoughts about the thing. If we don't trust something or someone, it's because we're having doubtful thoughts. The case for most grumpy girlfriends is that we trust, but we also have doubtful thoughts. How does that fit together? Well, we intellectually choose to trust our partners. Often, we describe it as, oh, I know he would never do anything to hurt me, or I know he would never cheat on me. Something that we, of course, cannot know for sure. Which is why I will be referring to these kinds of intellectual trusting thoughts as us choosing to trust our partners. We are choosing to think that they won't hurt us, lie to us, or cheat on us. 
But then our primitive brain has a lot of doubtful thoughts that generate distrust, doubt, and insecurity. That's why we have this fundamental trust for our partners, but still experience all of the doubt and insecure emotions from time to time. The other part of the brain, the primitive brain, is freaking out about things and making up a bunch of scenarios. Now, this might not apply to all girlfriends in all relationships. Other scenarios might be true as well. But right now, what I'm kind of describing to you is the typical grumpy girlfriend that I meet in most of my clients who have good, loving partners that they have chosen to fundamentally trust. So this combination of intellectual trusting thoughts mixed with primitive doubts can cause a lot of issues in the relationship. Especially if we think that the existence of doubt is a sign that something is wrong. That the existence of our primitive brain's untrusting thoughts is somehow evidence that our partners are lying to us or cheating on us. Some might call that intuition or gut feeling. This is where I want you to really deeply understand that trust is a choice. A choice you get to make. You get to choose to feel trust no matter what. And you get to choose to not feel trust for any reason whatsoever. You have just as much free will as your partner and you have total control over that trust that you generate. Now, your trust doesn't guarantee anything. The only thing that choosing trust does for you is enhance the experience that you get to have of your relationship. You show up differently when you trust. You can enjoy things more when you choose to trust. You can love harder and be more authentically yourself when you choose to trust. Your experience of your relationship is better when you choose to generate that trust in your body for your partner. So that is how I want you to think of trust in the future. It's a gift that you choose to give yourself because you benefit from it. It's not something that your partner is in charge of, gets to control, or needs to somehow prove themselves worthy of. It's for you and you only. Now, there are two topics that I want to cover next, and that is what happens when you choose not to trust and what happens when you do choose trust and the trust is broken. So the flip side of the choosing trust coin is, of course, that you can choose not to trust. If you are presented with circumstances, information, facts, things you observe that you intellectually do interpret as shady or dishonest, you can choose not to trust your partner anymore. I know this sounds super dramatic, and in some cases it might be, but it doesn't have to be. 
We are constantly bombarded with the idea that trust is the most important thing in any relationship. And without trust, there's no relationship and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, in the long run, big picture, I definitely agree with that. But I also want to open you up to the possibility that we can have phases in a relationship where we consciously choose not to trust the other person because of something that has happened. Perhaps after someone has cheated or after someone has lied, we might choose to not trust completely for a while. And that doesn't have to mean anything you don't want it to mean. We can actually be in love with a person and share a home and life with them and plan a future with them and just choose not to trust them for the time being because of something that has happened. Sometimes your choice to not trust your partner, it might lead to a breakup. And sometimes it might not. It all depends on what you think is right for you in this situation. And if you do have a desire to trust this person again in the future. Now remember, your desire or ability to trust someone who has lied to you or cheated on you is not a reflection of them, what they have done, and what they might do in the future. It's a choice that you make within yourself for your sake. So if you tell yourself you have a desire to trust your partner in the future, despite the fact that they have cheated on you 10 times in the past 10 years, the odds are that you're basing your desire to trust your partner on them changing somehow, on your partner's behavior being different. Instead, I want you to observe your partner and their behavior and then decide for yourself if this is a person that you want to trust as they are or not. The 10 times in 10 years person might not be a person you ever want to trust in a relationship. While a person who maybe felt lonely and hurt and did something they regret, but now they're working on themselves to learn from their mistakes and better manage their emotions in the future, might be a person you would choose to think trusting thoughts about at a later point, again, in the future. There is no right or wrong way of doing trust, since it's always just something that you do for yourself. But I want you to know that I'm not asking you to blindly trust someone that you intellectually can observe lies and cheats on a regular basis. In that case, you're not really giving yourself the loving gift of trust. You're more likely scared of leaving this person because you don't want to be alone or whatever else is going on. I would more call that trusting at your own expense, which is not something I recommend. So no, we don't want to be naive, but based on all the girlfriends I have spoken to, it's almost never the case that their partner is actually doing shady stuff and lying to them. Their partners are often really open, communicative, trustworthy, and loving. Yet these primitive doubts pop up out of nowhere. That's when the concept of choosing trust 
without seeing it as a guarantee or tool of manipulation really comes in handy. So finally, what happens when trust is broken? When we have made the empowered decision to choose trusting thoughts and generate trusting feelings about a person who then lies or cheats. The biggest shift that happens is that our thoughts change from one moment to the next. Before we find out, we are having trusting thoughts about our partners. After we find out, we're having very different thoughts about our partners. It's our shift in thoughts that breaks the trust. Because remember, trust is an emotion that you feel that is generated by your thoughts. So when you shift your thoughts, you break the trust in your body. My partner is not lying to me generates trust. My partner lied to me generates distrust, disbelief, hurt, pain, all that good stuff. We break the trust by changing our thoughts. It's not the partner and their actions that break the trust. We do. This can be somewhat of a mind-blowing concept to consider, so stick with me. Your partner can cheat on you for years while you trust them. So what they do is not what breaks the trust, right? If the action of another person is what breaks the trust, then as soon as the action is taken or carried out, our trusting emotion should disappear from our bodies. But that's not how it works. It's only when we find out about the lie that the trust is broken, because then and only then is when our thoughts change from trusting to untrusting. If you're brand new to thought work and the concepts of this podcast, and you're just popping in here on episode 42, welcome, um, this might sound to you like I'm blaming you for breaking the trust and that the ideal solution that the most evolved person picks is to not break the trust in these situations, to hold on to our trusting thoughts and trusting feelings even after we find out about the lie. Because why would we want to not trust? Why would we ever choose to feel distrust and pain? This is exactly the reason why we would want to do that. When we find out about a lie someone has told, or we find out that we have been cheated on, we're going to want to break the trust. We are going to want to change our thoughts from my partner would never lie to me to my partner did lie to me. We are the ones who generate our trust and we are the ones who have the power to break that trust within ourselves when we think that it is appropriate. It's not about blaming you for breaking the trust. It's about showing you that you are in control. You are powerful. 
you get to manage your trust within yourself based on what you observe in the outside world. Can you see how drastically different this perspective is compared to the I gave you trust, so you are not allowed to break that trust, and if you do, I'm going to blame myself for trusting in the first place perspective. When we think of it that way, we are so powerless. We think our choice of trust is a reflection of the other person, that we have like observed them, and our observation puts trust in our bodies based on their behaviors and actions. And when they take other actions, the trust is ripped out of our bodies and we are left in a big pile of shame for having it there to begin with. No, 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 no. You choose trust when it serves you. You choose to break trust when it serves you. And the other person... It's just a person with free will to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And you get to respond to their choices with your free will to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Trust is like looking out the window and seeing really gloomy fall weather. So you choose to put on a sweater and go outside. And then the sun comes out. And you're a bit too warm, so you decide to take the sweater off. You don't start beating yourself up for wearing the sweater to begin with. (laughs) The weather was cooler when you went outside. And of course, you chose to wear a sweater. But when the circumstance changed, the weather got warmer, you adapted and you changed what you were wearing in order to improve your experience. As long as you are observing what, according to you, is trustworthy and faithful behavior from your partner, you get to choose trust. You get to wear the sweater. If the circumstance changes and you get new information and you observe new behaviors in your partner, you get to choose if you want to remove the sweater or not. If you want to break the trust you feel or not. It's all up to you. There is absolutely no shame in trusting someone who has lied to you. Just the same way that there's no shame in first wearing a sweater and then taking it off. You never do anything wrong by choosing trust. If a person lies to you, that is their responsibility. You cannot and should not take responsibility for the choices that they have made. I choose to trust my partner because it makes my life better. It makes my experience of my relationship way more enjoyable. I know that my trust doesn't guarantee anything. And my trust doesn't even erase any decision that my partner has made in the past or will make in the future. So if I ever find out about a lie of some sort... I'm not going to turn that around on myself and beat myself up for trusting. Instead, I will choose to break the trust and take it from there. I'm not going to look back at these years of having positive experiences with trust 
and then shame myself for that. Now, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Of course, my brain still offers me all kinds of doubts and fears on a regular basis. One of my primitive brain's biggest fears is that my partner cheats on me and everyone knows about it except me. And why do I fear that? Because of the shame I imagine feeling and inflicting on myself in that situation. My brain would make it mean that I was pathetic and naive and stupid for being with a person who cheats on me without even knowing it. Of course, my brain has thoughts like that. But the power of mind management is not, and will never be, to police the thoughts that we have. To force ourselves to never think things like this. The power of mind management is deciding what thoughts and beliefs we allow to influence us and our behaviors. And what thoughts and beliefs we write off as primitive mind drama that we don't choose to give any attention to. I can have all kinds of crazy, doubtful, shameful thoughts without allowing them to control me or my behavior. Because I don't make them mean anything. I don't make them mean anything about me, my progress, or my relationship. They're just there, like that annoying passenger in the back of the bus making a bunch of noise to get attention. We can allow that person to be there without freaking out about it. I view myself as an evolved, intelligent, amazing girlfriend. Not because I never have grumpy girlfriend thoughts, but because I know how to handle that grumpy side of my brain with love and compassion and a little bit of humor. (laughs) She's allowed to come along for the ride, but I will always be the one behind the steering wheel. And that is what I teach my clients as well. We don't eliminate the grumpy girlfriend. We just stop identifying as her. Just because she exists doesn't mean we have to be grumpy girlfriends in our relationships. We really can learn how to manage it. If you want to learn more about why we become grumpy girlfriends, why it's so hard to stop, and how to actually stop without using force, willpower, or bottling up our true emotions, head on over to katrinband.com and watch my free three-part video series that will give you a deeper understanding of why this is all happening and how to start making a change. Watch the videos at katrinband.com. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye.